0: Can you hear me, Vince? Can you hear me, Vince? I can,
1: I can indeed hear you, Brian Fandango.
0: All right. Are you ready to go live? I am ready indeed. Welcome to Dies to Removal Live. Clem Fandango. Yes, we can. Can you believe Vince is the one who turned me on to Toast of London?
1: I mean, it's quite a British show, so... it
0: it, it was a little too British for me at first, but then I-I Britished myself up by eating some, uh, crumpets and spotted dick, and-and I was sufficiently Britished, and-, and To
1: be-to be, to be fair, it's a bit too British for most British people, if I'm honest. There's not often yeah. quite adverse reaction to just how bizarre it is, so...
0: Did you ever see his other work called, uh, the- the snuff box?
1: Yes. I- that's a a
0: weird one, that's a weird one. I really like that, that.
1: Yeah, it's- it's quite dark and I wonder if some of it's aged poorly? I haven't seen it in years, but- Probably. uh, But but he's also in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, of course I've seen Garth Garth Marenghi. You'd love that. Yes. Yes. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is the best. So uh, before we get started, chat. We want to say that Vince and I want to have a discussion on these topics, and we're actually not going to be looking at chat once we start talking. And I have actually taken away uh, uh, notifications for subs, uh, so that there's no noise playing, but I'll read them out at the end, and after we've had our discussion, we'll interact with chat a little bit, and then we're gonna get a game of modern, versus Vince versus me, so it should be a really fun day, but in order to have the most optimal experience, we are going to not be looking at chat while we talk, so this is your last your last, uh, moment of us glancing at chat until we're done with the Magic the Gathering discussion, uh, followed by, uh, Modern. Followed by Modern Match.
1: People are asking if it's on uh, Merfolk versus Dredge. Maybe. Maybe, stick around I don't know. I,
0: I I. mean, so they think you're gonna be on Merfolk and I'll be on Dredge. I mean, that makes sense given our brand that like, yeah. you know, everybody knows you love Merfolk and I'm a big Dredge Dredge fanatic. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm hardly known for Dredge other than like uh, one dispute we had in one episode. Right, you, uh, right. Matched
0: onto it. right. We will see. I don't know what deck uh, Vince has selected and he doesn't know what deck I have selected. So we shall see. But with that, why don't we get right in, and I apologize that there's no skit, uh, but I, I had a dream about a skit, Vince, and this was my dream, I told you this. And I legitimately dreamt that our skit was, was that I said, Vince, Vince, did you hear about the new Magic the Gathering product? There, You, you know the game Mental Magic, where you just say card names to each other and you try and interact? that way based on memory and interaction without any physical cards? Well, Wizards of the Coast is monetizing mental magic. They're making mental magic masters. It's $200 that you have to pay to them, but then you can play mental magic with your friends. You've ruined it. We could've this could have been a great uh skip we could've done because could we could have been a great actually
1: skip. play next time we met up we could've actually played some mental magic. Right. And we lead it up to it, because obviously we took a wild get around to playing modern, right? So right. Wait another year and a half before we actually finally play mental magic and now you've ruined it.
0: I've gone always and be I've contenting, it. Brian. Always be contenting, monetize ABC. everything. And monetize yeah. everything. From
1: from feet to eyebrows right through to mental magic, monetize all of it.
0: But that's exactly <laughs> what we're doing here, because I just wanna chat with you and hang out with my friend and talk well, bitch, about magic, and uh, uh, so we might as well stream it and monetize that, so there we go.
1: When you said, let's talk about Strixhaven, I was like, you say talk, I know for a fact, I tuned into one of your streams where you were just like about how some card pissed you off, and I was like, oh god, this is going to be a a riot.
0: Oh That's but but thing. but which card <laughs> pissed me off? Which card pissed um, me off? That there's, were, so the... there's so many. There's so many. There's so
1: many of them, exactly. I was gonna say right. there's at least two that you mentioned in the twenty minutes <laughs> I was watching, so yeah.
0: Right, right. Well we're gonna be starting out today with uh, Strixhaven as our first of three topics. How do you feel about Strixhaven so far? Uh I think it's fair to say that anybody claiming this is indeed Harry Potter derivative is absurd, right? There's no Harry Potter in here. I was really worried about that. I did a whole video where I was worried about that. But mm-hmm. I, I think right now that the set is out. We've seen the full set. We're playing with it. That when people are like, oh, it's Voldemort or Hagrid or Hermione. It's like, are are, are you insane? That there is no Harry Potterness in this ad all is that fair or do you think there's yeah, a little I th- bit i
1: think so i think so like i want to so i, I put on our show notes that uh we could need us to get access to before we started so never mind i, I put in there <laughs> how we talked about old drain right and we talked about the disnification we were kind of on different sides of that thing and i want to cut our minds back to that and compare this to our drain where we both count our drain thinking yeah there was some disnification there was yeah folklore, like things that are heavily referenced to the point that there was monty python cards right and they've explicitly avoided that this time And then they sent Mark Rosewater out to Twitter to convince everyone for like three days straight as well. So, So they've been very, very hard on the we are not Harry Potter. Um, I'll still make the joke, but it is just that I think it's just it's a, a
0: joke. Point, yeah, right? yeah. I, I, I. Because there's s- no
1: explicit, there's no explicit to reference, right?
0: Like, no, I no. can't think of one. You can. The closest you can get, I think, is when you get to the uh, uh, sports arena game that they have. It's yeah. not like Quidditch, but the fact that they went so far as to be like mage games in an in a stadium. That's the that's the one where I start to think a little bit, not of the actual like they're not flying around on broomsticks. I was going to say like I I
1: don't actually I can't even think what, I know I've seen the stadium card obviously. I can't yeah. think of what the, and there's a few of the cards like, like epic play or whatever. Right. But I don't know what the actual sport involves. I assume it's not brooms,
0: <laughs> right? Well, the sport seems to be physical running around and blasting your opponents, uh, which is actually a problem yeah. that I had with this the the set because at the mage school they're putting too much of a physical uh a physicality on the sport when in fact it should have been about mental magic to go back to the the joke. And I think they missed a really big opportunity. One of the things that did tick me off about Strixhaven in terms of flavor, I like a lot of the flavor, but one of the things that ticked me off is the emphasis on athleticism Uh, 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 attractive or what we might call stereotypically attractive, able-bodied students where a college setting is perfect to have a diversity of body types and physicality. And I really wish that we could have had, for example, uh, uh, if you're going to show the sport and the sport is based off of your mastery of magic, that we could have maybe even, this is a perfect opportunity to have, let's just say, somebody who... Might be the equivalent of being in a wheelchair or something. Mm-hmm. Being the champion of their uh, sport competition, and 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 the flavor text says it's uh, in in whatever in Strixhaven Magic in Strixhaven Ball, whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called. Strixhaven Ball in Strixhaven Ball. It isn't about how strong you are, but how smart you are. Or, or something I, like that. Or or also, I just want to see some students who look like me, who aren't like models, yeah, yeah. who have a couple extra pounds on them. And I, I really think, think it's disappointing that all the students agree, are like models. Perfect, slim, slender. Well,
1: well, there are trolls and there are orcs. Right, but that is ironically... They've been dodging this bullet with uh, D D for a while, where they're like, "Oh, this is really heavily coded in race. I guess we right. should move away from that because that's inappropriate." And then, like, they're just like, "Oh, certain races can't be in certain schools within strict saving." Yeah. Like, oh, okay. That that somehow not 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 just to clarify for anyone in chat, not not um real world race. I'm talking orcs and trolls and stuff. but Yeah. Parallels are there, but the sports thing I think is interesting because I think there should be sports in this, and you can't say it's a parallel to Harry Potter as such because. The, the American college system especially has is intrinsically linked to its sports, right? Sports are, like, really important for um, college reputations and scholarships and stuff. But I do see what you mean. They could have put a spin on it where it wasn't necessarily the jock archetype and yeah. such. And also, I do think there is no disability representation. And you're right. This could have been a good space for it. Ironically, Dice Breakers, a UK website, put out an article today applauding with... Um, get, uh, well, Wizards of the Coast and magic in general for its representation of like um, people with uh, uh, limbs missing, stuff like that, and how they've got like artificial limbs and how those people are as able born as everyone else. Uh And then, ironically, I was thinking about Strixhaven today in that context. I was like, I can't think if there is anyone.
0: There doesn't look like there's anyone like that. And I'll be honest, I I don't, I, I can't think of a lot of really good. I mean, I haven't read the article, so maybe it's referencing some cards that I'm not coming to yeah, mind.
1: Do- Do- Doomed Azan is the one they use. It's the one from Commander 2019. Uh-huh. Um, he's an artist who has open right. oh, yeah. a prosthetic Oh, There is a lot of prosthesis. There are, are a lot of there, prosthesis. But, you
0: know, yeah. I, I, I wish there were a lot of different body types. I wish that somebody who maybe is, uh, by our social standards, what they might consider to be overweight... Uh, can look into a magic set, especially a school-based one, and see themselves represented in the heroes of that set. I, I think it's 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 really unpleasant for me to look at that and be like, well, I guess I wouldn't be accepted into Strixhaven because I'm overweight, and I, I don't like that. And I I, I really think <laughs> that that it was also, and you get into all these arguments about like, well, if we're showing the wilds of of Ixalan, blah 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 blah, but it's like this is college. Anybody can go to college, uh, and 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 it's all about. Well, it's, I, yeah,
1: I guess ironically, it's it's been stronger in previous sets, right? Um, I'm just scrolling through the Strixhaven art as we talk, see sure. if I can put spot on any. But like um, hands, um, we've had um, the character hands, uh, a bigger fellow. We've had um, characters that are unconventional body types by like Hollywood standards, like right. um, Saskia and stuff like that. We've had that in Magic, and then we come to Strixhaven, which is you're right, it is the place where this could probably belong the most. And we've gone back to well. I guess the closest we've got is elephant people because I guess I can't. That doesn't count. That
0: doesn't count. If I listen, if I am if I am an over if I am an overweight person player of this game, and I say to you, "Gee, I really wish I saw a card that looked like me," and you go, "Well, there's elephant people." I don't think that's the right answer, (laughs) and and I don't (laughs) think that's you know like it's like oh well you know some of those evil you know Orzov priests that are. Are, are, are big and fat and ugly looking. And it's like, that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, and there's a car really... for me.
1: There's a, there's a literal bear druid who's right. a professor of zoomancy. That's me. <laughs> I'm, I'm magic's most famous or infamous bear. Yes. So at least I got some, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, some of us at least did. I sure certainly uh, didn't.
1: I, a uh, white cis man got my representation, Brian. So <laughs> what does it matter for anyone else? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Jesus. Um,
1: live and Uncut am are you are you regretting it
0: already oh uh, indeed indeed uh what about the actual mechanics and gameplay though we've just been talking about flavor
1: so something i've noticed coming into the set is that i was all hyped for strict Haven. i was hyped by the setting and the, the flavor and the theme and all this sort of stuff and these new mechanics and things and i've come in and in the last four to five days i've like i've just stumbled over into the strict party and strolling over the floor is just like mystical archives and historic that's it yeah like, i'm not seeing any impact of these cards in standard there's people literally i think saffron olive was tweeting about how there seems to be minimal impact of these in standard um there's not been that huge amount of impact in modern and legacy yet but we are early doors the most that i've seen people talking about is obviously the effect these are having on arena so honestly uh, today after the stream i'm going to be streaming with um elite spellbinder the uh, the the polo card But I'm not sure if this set's going to have a huge impact going forward because I just don't think the power level's there.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that that's to be expected when you do a power down set. I think mm-hmm. that after Throne of Eldraine, people maybe uh, it, It's one of those take your medicine things where maybe you don't like it in the moment, but everybody who might be complaining about the low power level of Strixhaven were probably complaining about the high power level of Throne of Eldraine, as we did on yeah. an episode of Dice to Remove. I mean, don't don't get me yes. wrong.
1: What I said wasn't a value judgment. It's more of an observation. I think this is the correct way to go. I liked it back in the day when we had ups and downs of power level as opposed to like a, just a
0: vertical coin yes. where I'm like,
1: please, I want off as like cards getting banned like first week so there will be no banning on week one on right for
0: the or or even or even as we saw with uh 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 omnath um, where they were basically banning it before actual paper standard play began it's yeah. like preemptive bans thanks to arena results maybe that's why they got rid of early access we'll talk about that in a little bit but yeah, uh definitely. Yeah, as we said before that the two things that are killing or are ruining magic today, one of them is power creep and the other is underpowered sets. Uh so it's it's like what if they do a powerful set, we're going to complain that it's powerful. If they do an underpowered set, we're going to complain that it's underpowered. Uh I think that we do need to ebb and flow and go up and down and take your medicine and 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 have it too. I actually think the biggest problem isn't the power level in Strixhaven. What I'm having a big issue with is complexity creep. Not power creep, but complexity creep. Uh, do you think that this is maybe just me? I know I'm a little bit more casual than you, but I feel like... And I've been playing paper. You know, I took home a bunch of pre-release kits from local game stores, and I've been getting a lot of paper games. And when you don't have the computer thinking for you, uh, I'm we're sitting here... Uh, my wife and I, and such, playing uh, with these pre-release kits, and it's like, wow, that's a lot of words on on there to not well, really do much, to not the, the, really do much.
1: Yeah, that's the interesting thing, because like we're talking about complexity creep, but I'd argue that the majority of cards in the set aren't that complicated compared to older cards. They just tend to do more, which is a form of complexity, right? Because yeah. I've had people argue against this in my Discord saying, oh, they're not complicated once you read them. I'm like, yeah, but once we've read like six of these cards, like the it slows the game down. There's a cognitive load to how much I can read. Yeah. I was joking recently about Kauderheim in Cube Draft. I still had not read one of the gods by the end of like Kauderheim's Time and Standard because it's just too much text. It's not worth my time. So I, I agree with you. This set is incredibly wordy and there's a cognitive load to that.
0: I think complexity I mean, Especially with the flip cards a too, show. right? Yeah, that the too. I mean, I, I, mean, that, that, I like That,
1: that just the issue. More, more and more words on one side, and you flip it over, and there's like equal number of words on the other. Uh, Take them apart, they might not be any more wordy than previous cards, but when you combine them together. And also, you can't see that half. So I've got to ask my friend, oh, so what does the back half do again? Right. And, about that. and yeah, there is a, a bogged down element to paper. In, 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 in digital, you can right-click on the card, and it'll show you the other side. And uh, Do you think that might be... That's just the world we live in now, right? They're designing yes. for both.
0: Yes. Well, that's uh, no, they're not. I disagree. They're not designing for both. They're designing for arena. Paper can go go uh, secret layer alert uh, itself. Uh,
1: uh. What about commander? Like the, the, well, they have the oh, commander and arena. Right. So okay. You, you can't magic is a commander. Magic
0: yeah. is a one hundred card. Uh, game and a 40 card game but it's not a 60 card game right uh that's that's what it is kind of and and so we're talking about draft which boy oh boy is that next for the chop that's another discussion and so it's just commander or bust but Um,
1: the only being though that so i've had this whole conversation today brian that that um the the magic subreddits and all the free to players claim that draft is the way that you should like, uh, how you interact with the economy of Arena, and my yes. argument is that doesn't work for someone like me who wants to play a lot of construction, who wants to play Historic. Right. And any new player trying to get Historic right now will cost them upwards of $300-$400 to build even one deck. It is actually that bad. But That's actually better than draft. I thought
0: it to be. I'm, I'm not doing a joke. No, I'm not doing a joke here. I honestly would expect the numbers to be bigger than that. I, I made a comment on a they, previous... They, may, they yeah. may well
1: be, to be fair. They may well be. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there, but you, you're you right, because you have to get all the wild
0: cards. You have right. to crack
1: a lot of packs to get the wild
0: cards. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's outrageously expensive to play constructed anything on Arena. and but the, but, the, but the freemium community is saying that
1: that is how you interact with Arena, is sealed in draft. So it's interesting that we've got this like purveying idea that draft is dying, If they do that, the freemium community are going to leave the game, and then who is left playing this bloody program? Because it's not going to be the new constructed players. They can't get into the formats.
0: Yeah. Uh, I agree completely. It's a huge thing. Uh, Getting a little bit back to the idea Mm -hmm. of uh, Strixhaven. One thing I also noticed, again, where we're talking about this was designed for arena, not designed for paper, I'm sitting down with my paper cards pre-release kit, and I got some of the modal dual-face ones. Now I, of course, have taken one of the, the, the wild cards and written the names on it, but I'm sitting there with my hand, And I have no idea what each side does because they're each like a phone book's worth of text. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting there and I have to go, all right, honey, hang on. And I pick up my two-sided card and and read both sides and then and then my opponent now knows what I've what I've got in my hand even if I don't cast it. Uh, uh there's no it's it's just it's so much more than like the flip cards of Innistrad where also you do have to cast the face side first. I love modal mm-hmm. cards, but I don't think modal cards uh uh modal dual-faced cards uh work well with these giant uh complexity creep creatures in the same way that they do with like the modal dual-faced lands, yeah, chef's kiss. Modal dual-faced simple cards, you know, a a simple, you know, bolt two, pump two, sort of whatever. That's the thing as
1: well, they're exploring the space, which they do with every mechanic, right? Where you have have a card that flashes back, it does the same thing. You have a card that flashes back, this is in the old day, and there's a bigger version of that thing. Right. Then you get to the point where they start really playing with it. It flashes back, it does a completely different thing. If this is flashback, make a spider, where originally it was a bolt or whatever. Now, we're getting to that point already, and MDFC has only been around for, like, what, two sets? Three sets? Yeah. Like, we're already getting to the point where either side is, like, uh, like uh mirror opposites of each other or doing contrasting things like the Deans that are, like, two different characters. That, that they yeah. they synergize subtly, but on the whole, they are mechanically very different cards. So then, yeah, you can't even look at the front half and be like, oh, the back half's probably a similar thing. Or, or the back half is some form of land. It's not that anymore. Everything right. is... Everything is permitted. It's, com- is... it's
0: complexity creep. Yeah. And I, I think yeah. it's very problematic because it makes it so that uh, what we're doing is is we're substituting complexity for power. And, and a lot of the cards, they boil down to really kind of simple effects. Like we said, these cards are not dominating in standard. It's not like, whoa, Strixhaven is so powerful, it's just wiping the Throne of Eldraine cards off the map. So what you're getting is harder to grok or memorize cards that do less, which I do not think is a good combination. Uh, I think that magic strength in the early days, and this also has a lot to do with art design and things like that, but they wanted it so you look at just glance at a card and you know what Mm -hmm. it does. And now I couldn't tell you, you use the example of one of the sagas, like, like, Try going back right now by memory and saying what some of the Kaldheim sagas do. Try saying by memory what some of these cards do. This is bad long-term for the game because then cards are becoming forgotten, which is not what you want. You want cards to be memorable, to leave an impression, to to become iconic, to become these distinguished things of the game. And I don't know what's what anymore. I mean, I've always had a
1: problem with uh, card names as a personal thing. Um, Yeah. And it always used to be though <laughs> mechanically. If someone said to me, "Oh, it's the two one that does X," but oh, I get it, I know what it is. Yeah. We're getting to a point now where someone can't say it's the two one that does X because I might forget what the backside of it did. Um, yeah, it's it's getting to a point where I just don't know if I will be able to remember half of these cards. Yeah. And I'm going. Yeah, it, it's kind of wild. I think on the power level thing, they might be strong enough for standard, and we might see them in going forward in the eternal formats. The problem with standard at the moment is that Throne of old dream was so pushed that like everything dies to burn, crush a Giant. And nothing can attack through um, uh, some of the stuff from that and uh, Zendikar as well. So once those sets rotate, we'll start to really see if these cards can shine. Um, but we've had that in the past, so that's not really an alarming thing. But I do think the number of words per card... I, someone's got to graph it out at some point, and it'll And it'll probably turn out that per card is not even that much of an increase. Right. But it feels like an increase. Yes. And if the whole community is like... That's the problem are we all feeling that together? Or is it a meme it, where yes. like it gains traction and we're just like, ha, it's Harry Potter. There's so many words. Like
0: Right, right. I don't know. I think it's I think complexity creep is 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 legitimate and it isn't just me. I mean, I know I am the old man who yells at cloud but I'm not just, it's not arbitrary. This is happening, and I do think that it takes away from enjoyment of the game. That being said, I still enjoy the game. I've been having a lot of fun playing Strixhaven. I think Strixhaven Limited is great, great. and I'm not even a big limited player, but I've been enjoying limited quite a lot. we talk about complexity and i think that's added to the limited environments
1: so i normally don't like limited very much yeah but the fact that it is so complicated in some ways that's the ones i like time spiral remastered was one of them all the master sets i love those but they're powerful and complicated and this feels that way mm-hmm. because you're learning for things like your sideboard and cards have like 15 different modes and stuff it's it's heavy i don't think i would want to play like a whole gp of this i guess you'd, you'd train before that but wait oh, a sorry. whole what Sorry, sorry. I forgot about the Bernstein Bears, like, Mandela effect. I come from a universe where we used to have organized play, where we got to play limited at events. So, organized I'm sorry, play. I'm sorry you never got to actually witness the ma- majesty limited. of that.
0: Weird. Yeah. Uh, limited. Is that a new commander variant? Limited? So,
1: how, how do you feel about, in terms of limited especially, the fact that both Times Spiral Remastered and this have had cards from other sets injected into them, and sometimes your opponent just happens to have a primeval titan or a channel. Yeah, it's
0: (laughs) absurd. Uh, A Time Spiral Remastered uh, uh, is a bit of a different beast, but in Strixhaven, Mm -hmm. I was shocked uh, when they revealed the mystical, I keep wanting to call it the mythical archive. Kudos to wizards for not calling it the mythical archive. Also, kudos to wizards for not making each card. Well, actually, I almost would have preferred them to make each card redeemed for a mythic instead of a rare and bloody magic arena. oh yeah don't get me started hold up it's we can't give them kudos
1: brian they're like we can't call it mythical and someone's like change one of the letters so <laughs> yeah. they're like, okay mystical, mystical. Like, it's it's too close um you you don't like it because i love it i actually love it. it's fun but i i feel that dance.
0: i wish that i could stipulate that I wanted to do a draft where we don't use the the Mystical Archive cards to experience Strixhaven. I feel that they do what I like least about Planeswalkers. So for example, one of the pre-release kits that uh, uh, we opened up had a Planeswalker in it, and basically as soon as it resolved, the whole game was about whether or not I could get okay, rid of that Planeswalker. And I feel yeah. that, now this isn't true for every Mystical Archive card, but for a lot of them it's just like, wow, I've been playing Strixhaven, I've been playing Strixhaven, And then, oh, you resolve this way overpowered Mystical Archive card that then pretty much cinches up the game for you or swings it heavily in your way. And I wish I could just enjoy Strixhaven.
1: Even though it's all Busted, they they still dominate... You're you're right though. They still dominate like the, the the memories, the narrative. Like I said, I've walked into the destruction party expecting all these new destruction cards, and it's just cups filled with mystical archives. Yeah, yeah. story, That's all I'm playing with. And I can think about it now. The the most fun, th- not all of it, but a lot of the fun I had on the previous event of the weekend was because of mystical archives. So I think you're right. It does detract from a lot of the design and the world building and and the the high amount of effort that goes into it because these cards will shine above those, right?
0: I'm really yeah, surprised. Right. I'm really surprised wizards didn't say that uh, 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 you take your Mystical Archive card out and that's yours to keep and that you could choose to draft with them, but that, you know, that like like there, there should I mean, be a mode, there should be a mode called you open your pack, yeah. you take your Mystical Archive card out and then you begin your draft. And I think that's cool. I actually think the Mystical Archive is brilliant. It's actually driving, and I, I feel, sales. I think that like more people are mm-hmm. buying Strixhaven for Mystical Archives than they are for Strixhaven, which is both we, we good and seen. bad. Yeah.
1: on this podcast and complained that they took away lottery cards, they took away extra bonuses, they cut away parts of the meat to sell back to us, right? We've and right. complained about it. So I have to put my hands up and say they're doing the right thing by putting these things back in.
0: I agree. Um, uh, uh, yeah. I, I think Mystical Archive is 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 great. I just am surprised for draft. Uh, that's all. I just, I, I, and I'm not saying I don't love occasionally when I'm the one casting it, but I, 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 mean, I they, do feel that Strixhaven, well, is, is Strixhaven is being lost. People are, I, I know people and they're like, I want to get one of every, you know, mystical archive and uh, one of every Japanese alternate art mystical archive and one of every foil of each of those so I have a play set of, of this and that and and they're just burning through. Which is great for sales and everything, but then you combine this with the fact that, and I'm I'm really curious your opinion on this. Oh, actually, I'm I'm very curious your opinion on this because you're not in the USA. In the USA, we didn't get uh, draft booster boxes at our pre-release. We only got set booster boxes and some draft packs for prize support. Uh, But, like, a lot of people go down at pre-release and they take home a draft booster box to go draft with friends or build sealed with friends. And you... In the USA, could not do that with Strixhaven. You had to take a set booster box and set boosters you can't draft with and you can't play sealed with. And this is their experiment, though I'm hearing from some store owners writing me that we're seeing an even bigger swing in this direction for the for uh, the next set. That uh, uh, we're about to see this well, is the new I- normal, which is that draft boosters are a specialty product the uk is a bit weird at the
1: moment because we we didn't get to do pre-release events so because we're still in a lockdown where stores can't hold events um, well not so hold events didn't...
0: but like you couldn't go pick up pre-release packs at your store and take them home yeah
1: yeah yeah so I, I, I use pre-release packs that I got through the mail and stuff like that I know that all the creators are getting sent out set boosters by WhatsApp because I guess they want to push that as well yeah um, I don't know I, I asked my store <laughs> that's funny I've spoken to my store via DMs about Warhammer and Flesh and Blood in the right. last 24 hours haven't spoken about the... <laughs> the standard boost that's so funny Um, I'm not sure I'm not
0: sure honestly okay
1: um, great would, would thanks, for, thanks probably... for being
0: here thanks for being here Vince uh,
1: yeah yeah, don't worry. If that's all I'm here for, Brian, right? Um, yeah, I'm not sure, honestly. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we've got a bugger all, though, considering how like Jumpstart went here and um, and other formats, uh, other sets as well, yeah. in the distribution. But again, maybe there's stuff we don't know about with Brexit and, and, and COVID and stuff.
0: Right. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, but yes. Plus, do you think that draft boosters going away is a?
1: I think it's negative. Her- thing? yes,
0: I think it's very bad. Uh, I actually really regret that when set boosters came out, I gave them the benefit of the doubt and I uh, uh, interpreted the product as this is a product made for somebody that wants to approach pack cracking as gambling, and I gave it a good review based on that thesis. But I didn't look at it as a re- as a replacement for draft boosters. And as a rep, I was
1: going to say, you are the reason they're doing this.
0: Right? Oh yes. Like, the, I've the killed pack, magic. The gathering. The set
1: booster is going to say uh, a plus by the prof.
0: I just so said a, good. I said a And I a said, minus I said a plus. And I said, based on the premise that oh. this is a product for gamblers. Right. So the I said, a plus great, is great for, ga- I said great for gamblers. <laughs>
1: Great, great for gamblers, and the gamblers is like covered by a sword of Elspeth or something. Like right, that, right. It just... The
0: A plus, I think, is the
1: Portuguese one. They mis they misprinted the grade. Right, the Portuguese rappers. Right, that's where I'd what.
0: <laughs> but yeah. uh, as a replacement for draft, I think it's terrible because you can't play the game with set boosters. Oh, and it, I it
1: drives me mad. You can't draft set boosters. Like, yeah. why can they not be put into a chaos draft? Well, they can be put into a chaos draft, but it messes everything up. Yeah. I hate
0: it. Yeah, it's... and I and there's no reason to do that if they want to make the special there's a chance at extra stuff they could still have. Now, remember I said a moment ago, what if you opened a Strixhaven Draft Booster and you take the Mystical Archive card out, put it down aside, and then do your draft? Why can't they still have the same draft components of a draft pack and then a bonus pile? And the bonus pile... Is what, if you draft, you take down. Maybe you throw it in the pot for a big communal win. Whoever wins mm-hmm, gets to take mm-hmm. that pot home, or that's just your bonus, and then you can still crack them for this. You I, just I don't, don't have the
1: technology. Yeah. There's just no way to put more than 15 cards in a booster. Right. I mean, that's everyone, right. don't look at Jumpstart. Don't look at Jumpstart. There's right. just no way they right. do not have the technology. The printers can't do it.
0: What's Jumpstart? I don't know. It's, yeah, I think, a, it's again, a mystery. It's a mystery booster to me. Jumpstart is a mystery booster to me, time spiral. Again, you're from the universe where you we we got limited GPS. Yeah, you got Jumpstart. Different yeah. universes. Okay, we all collided. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I, I I really don't like that we're moving into Pokemon territory. Pokemon is a product that the majority of people don't play the game. They just buy the packs to crack for the cards they want. And I think Magic is headed sharply in that direction. Buy the packs, yeah. crack them, get your 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 cards. There isn't a game to be played. Collector's boosters are not to be played with. You can't play with collector's boosters. Set boosters are replacing, essentially, draft packs. They are not to be played with. Draft packs are coming in tiny ratio, which means the price is going to go up on them. We're seeing this already with Strixhaven here in the U.S. Draft booster boxes is more than it usually costs because the allocation and print run is dramatically less. And like I said, I'm starting to hear from store owners that uh, the next set, it's even more just, they're printing set boosters, and it's going to be a very, very small print run of draft boosters. It's looking terrible in that regard. I can't believe it's happening, and it's just called Cool. Magic isn't to be played anymore, it's to be opened. And Well, this is, this is, this is, so this is, this kind
1: of goes into our next topic. It a does. Little bit. But um, Wizards of the Coast wanted to chase what is the golden goose at the time, right? So a year or two ago, maybe three years ago, like, you know, they started this plan of eSports is big, like Hearthstone and stuff's popular. Let's just go down the eSports route and now during the current time we're seeing that like uh pokemon's exploding again and collectibles are exploding and collectible markets are up by 380 percent, or whatever they said in their stupid shareholder cool thing so now they're like oh abandoned ship abandoned ship they're like why are we trying for esports when we can just right. do collectibles which then we haven't of the game we have the balancing problems we have no um problems with like a representation in our like top 32 players we have problems with like price support or cutting said price support from players they, they get rid of a lot of those complications as long as they can avoid the gambling tax right right so I think that's the new golden goose they're chasing will that change in three years time when it turns out that um nfts or like Augmented reality games explode on the market and then every magic card's augmented reality. Who knows, Brian? But that's the current Golden Geese, right? Collectibles. Right. The more collectibles, the better.
0: Well, also, and I'm going to be perfectly honest here. I'm not saying this as one of my usual snarky mockeries of Wizards of the Coast. I really mean this in a sincere way. It sounds a little snarky. A lot of that's just coming out of my mouth. But uh, that I just have this natural intonation, I think. But honest to God, I'm, I don't mean this in a snarky way. I mean in a sincere way doing esports is hard and 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 I think Wizards was like cool We'll film that commercial, The World Will Know, which is currently unlisted on the Magic Esports page. So they took that big giant, The World Will Know with Sir mix big hype and everything. And they, they're they like, take it down, it's unlisted. Better download it before they delete it. Uh, uh, and so it's like, it turned out that running esports was really, really hard and they had a lot of stumbles along the way. And then they're like, oh wait, we don't even have a competitive mode on this thing. Well, can we add one? No, that's hard too. That's hard and, and, and we gotta get the cameras on, that's hard. And then how does the structure work? Well, explaining it is hard and organizing it is hard and naming it is hard. And it turns out it's really hard. And it's a company that has got a lot of really, really, really old people that have been working at it for a really, really long time. And I don't mean that as ageism, but I do mean it as, it's like, oh gosh, you're not, you're not this, this cutting edge, Wizards of the Coast, you're not this cutting edge digital game you, you Plus, gotta just the just relax
1: they, they never needed to be a cutting edge digital game I, i'm good at this has been know, to the core. i'm completely. sure i'm sure yeah. chat and yourself will agree with this but yeah Wizards of the coast imagine magic the gathering had a competitive scene right and for those of you who don't know over lockdown i've got super into warhammers so there's some weird comparisons you can make where they have just started having a competitive scene growing don't say that's a warhammer player they get they get offended if you say they're like fledgling but they are okay like, they haven't really had events like magic has ever had And very recently, their mother company, Games Workshop, started doing meta-analysis articles for the first time ever, and they're doing errata on rules, like on a monthly to two-monthly basis to try and keep it competitive, and they've started to care. And it's really funny to see this company that was considered to be a load of old men who've never even been on the internet, Brian, suddenly be like, oh, I guess competitive gaming's a market we can appeal to. They've started doing it while Wizards just fumble the ball and drop that. And then they go for the esports, and they're now possibly, I'm not saying dropping, choose my words wisely, uh, fumbling around with that. Well, we already had a big competitive circuit with pro tours and GPS and a thing. That it, was fed a up and that's it, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. Sure, but it and worked. And other games want that now. Other games. And
0: other, they're going like, take like, it.
1: Tabletop games want that. They're, they're going to take it, and,
0: it. and they're going to take it. And Wizards of the Coast has walked away from organized play. They're slowly just letting it die out. I mean, look at what happened. You basically, if they were to just say we're done, the the reaction would be large so what they're saying is we're just going to let it kind of fade away and it's things like what was what was your impression of the wizards big tournament uh, week before last that they ha- had, I didn't even didn't know it was happening. I didn't realize it was on. I didn't, yeah, on. I I didn't know, know. I didn't know what it was. I also, watch
1: the I used to get. I tuned in every week. I and tuned, we tuned in. The yeah. Uh, and nowadays, in. I don't even know what's happening. What All, my matter? game
0: store would put it up on the uh, on the thing, and I yeah, didn't know watch F&M, Yeah. I didn't know what the stakes were. Apparently, stakes were big. A lot of people got de- demoted, and then Wizards put out an obituary for them, which was not received well. So it's That's
1: just F was awful, in my personal opinion. Yes.
0: Take it out of context,
1: they literally read like people have passed away, which yes. is awful. And, it's and awful.
0: they confused players for other players, which was mm-hmm. also awful. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I, I, I did like watching competitive play, but I'm not the biggest competitive player. And even I was like, wait, that's the wrong. That's not what she's known for. Wait. No, and it's just like, oh man, what a debacle. It's also really telling that it'd be interesting
1: to go back and watch last year's investor conference when Magic came up, if there's ever any talk of an esports push and the arena client in digital right. magic. Cause this year's one of that, was borderline no mention. There's maybe a mention of um, digital sales are up and that was it. Right. So it's interesting because the transition in the, the, this one was they talked about uh, direct to consumer sales. That means skipping out the LGS for folks at home who don't know what that means. And they're talking about Hasbro Pulse and how they sold the shoes through Hasbro Pulse and so on and so on. Yeah. That was the focus. They can grow those markets. There's right. no talk of a, a competitive scene bringing people into the digital client and that sort of stuff. It's all about collectibles directly to people. Secret Lair,
0: yeah. shoes, and stuff like that. Uh, I guarantee you, I would bet you my my income on this. They have had the meeting, like actually had the meeting where they said in the meeting these words, guarantee this has happened. So we had no GPs because of pandemic. We had no magic fests because of pandemic. We had very little emphasis on organized play because of pandemic. How were our sales as a result? Higher than they've ever been. Extraordinary. Great. Yeah. Yeah. How much does all that stuff cost? Money. Great. There's no reason to have this. And I guarantee you, when we return from pandemic, Star City Games might put on organized play, Channel Fireball, independent of Wizards of the Coast, Mm -hmm. might have organized their own organized play circuit, Wizards of the Coast might do an event, uh but we will never the, the 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 pandemic could end 100% a miracle space aliens come down wave a magic device and it just covid goes away we're all clean and safe and everything and they even get rid of the flu and body odor and so we can have uh, uh, conventions again, Wizards would say, well, we don't need to pay for that. Let Channel Fireball pay for that. Let Star City Games pay for that. We don't need to. And 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 that's exactly what's going to happen. Maybe they'll do an event to be like, oh, we can do an event again or an event to to a, a year. But they're just, it's yeah. so much work and so much hassle and and it doesn't do anything that let's just release another secret layer. Let's just make people pay money to then buy secret layers in addition to the money they paid.
1: And whilst whilst that sounds very dooming... And you're all going to
0: do it. Every one of you watching it right now, there's at least half of you, half of you in this goddamn chat that are going to pay that stupid subscription fee. I know it. And I put my finger of shame on each of you. Please like and subscribe. Um, Let's go...
1: They'll make it like a value position. You just can't refuse, right? Right. The thing is, though, this is not as doom and gloom as we make it sound, or at least you make it sound. I'm much more good <laughs> than you are because you're on old cynic cards, and I'm only twenty one, and I'm younger than Sprightly. I'm, I'm also only twenty one. <sighs> yeah, yeah, and some change, as the Americans would say. Um, but like grassroots tournament circuits are a thing that can happen. Like sure. I talked a bit a minute ago about uh, Games Workshop and Warhammer, and be like, here's the meta analysis. Oh yeah, they aren't holding any events though, for the most part. It's other companies that do it and then report information to them. That's mm-hmm. probably where we're going with Magic, and that's not a terrible thing <laughs> because no. it means that we might get a variety of stuff. We also will get choices that care more about the older formats as well if those companies can see them as profitable where Wizards obviously have a very bad relationship with their older formats because they think they can't profitize. profitize, They can't monetize them. So yes. yeah, I think a grassroots thing might be actually better in the long run. Because we well, that... are always complaining about its OP. We're saying that Organized Play is gone, Brian. Right. But I can remember when people were just moaning incessantly about how bad Organized Play was. <laughs> and now I'm like, no, no, go back. Go... I'm hitting the go back button. Go right. back. Back. Undo, undo. So, yeah.
0: Remember, yeah. remember when we did an entire episode of Dies to Removal about the artist boycott of GPS, and that was a big thing.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, wow. that that's another world. But no, and I I think that the grassroots <laughs> the grass grassroots organization of competitive magic is a great. Thing and a great idea, and something that it's like, fine, we don't need Wizards of the Coast to do this. uh And you're right too about things like Eternal Formats, where, oh, wow, maybe we'll get uh the equivalent of a Legacy GP that a card store in the Northwest wants to put on because they're going to stay, they're known for vintage and Legacy cards. They're going to sell it there. Remember when Wizards was, I believe the term is gaslighting us about like, oh, well, the Legacy numbers, and like they had that Legacy GP that actually performed amazing, and they were trying mm-hmm. to diminish how it did so much better than uh, uh, the the recent standard ones, things like that. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, n- nobody's showing up to the brawl paper events and they're still then they release brawl decks and say that half the people are playing paper brawl and all this nonsense. And so getting rid of Wizards of the coast's involvement with organized play maybe will be a boon. And I'm sure that was part of the meeting as well where they said there's nothing stopping big companies like Star City games from having their circuit why are we paying any money on this? Just do some more secret layers. And I think that's the way we're going, but you're going to see all this stuff. Like they're just not getting any bang for their buck on like the MPL, but that's because they're mismanaging it. And you look towards that event the week before last. And they had, I think peak of like 6,000 viewers where we didn't know what was going on. And then the very next weekend and just a guy, I mean, you know, Jeff Hoagland uh, put on his tournament and got 20,000 people watching because he did a good job and it's just a guy in his basement and and he did a and he did a better job than the multi-billion dollar corporation did with their own game he literally beat them at their own game I mean, and, and, and like, regardless of what you think of Jeff and, and stuff, I, I'm more just highlighting oh, no, the point. Oh, no, I
1: was only laughing because I didn't see any of the promo because, yeah. obviously, I'm blocked on Twitter. So I didn't see any of Oh, it stop. I don't want to do that. that. I
0: don't want to. That's not I the know, point. We're not, we're
1: not going into that. We're not going into that. I'm not. That's. like. I only saw it when people started comparing it to the Kalahide thing after twenty
0: thousand views. Now that was because he got on the front page, but he got on the front page because everybody was watching and engaged in all of that stuff. He didn't have to do, you know, like what Watsy did, which was buy view bots. Why aren't the view? Why aren't the paid view bots watching? Uh, the, the official Magic Arena tournaments anymore. That's what I don't know. Why have they lost interest? Why have those view bots lost interest where we were getting numbers? Remember, it was like, 100,000 people are watching the, the, guess, the streamer thing. Again, no return thing. on
1: investment, right? And yeah. they also can't... They probably can't see exactly what the ROI is on one of those bots. Yeah. They're like, well, well, I guess right. we'll just stop. 100,000 no, people no are all Yeah. No yeah. Right. But, like, the, but, the, but, but the upside of the, the, the grassroots or other people doing it, like you said, is like Jeff will put on a better production or better show. that it, it was great. It was a in. great production. Exactly, or in the case of like Legacy, for example, we just have people put on events where like the reserve list um, uh, cards could be proxied. because at that point they don't have to right. do anything that wizards want them right. to do because they're not affiliated. So we might actually have improvements to formats, not like both viewing formats and playing formats. That's actually brilliant. Not
0: so let's say I'm a store. Let's say I'm I'm one of those like uh, what is it? Uh, 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 is it NRG? I, I don't know the store uh, up in the northwest. They're very popular. They were doing their own event series right before the pandemic too. What, in Scotland? No, in northwest United States. That's all. Oh, I, you I, that's... said
1: northwest. I was like, Scotland. whatever.
0: So they're, they're they're up there. They're up there, and they like legacy events. They want to put on a legacy event, and they go, but we're also gonna, but we're not in any way affiliated with Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast doesn't do organized plays. They go, okay, you have an eight proxy, you know, limit mm-hmm. in your deck, and that means that everybody can go down and play what a way to save legacy is is there they can even start selling did you see uh proxy guy had these great high-end proxies that you can use as substitutes you know uh while proxying your card and they're they're just yeah, beautiful I mean, and and you can get your favorite artist to alter it legacy 2.0 I don't know wizards you know would
1: like uh pull out their lawyers out of the drawers oh, they see people selling proxies.
0: oh, oh i don't think wizards but, would like it wizards but turn also, their back the they turn their backs week. they
1: don't care but the whole point that you when you start to allow people to proxy stuff as well, the reserve list cards won't go down in price, they'll just go up. Because as we've seen, people right. don't even care. They they could put new ones tomorrow. and No one cares. They want the old ones, right? I,
0: I don't I don't care. I don't care if the reserve list cards go up in price if I can then just proxy some and sit down and get a game. And the rest of my deck exactly. is isn't exactly. expensive. Rest of my that deck's is affordable. Fun. So I don't care. So then everybody Oh my God, Vince, you know what that means. Everybody wins. The people who see magic as an investment and have invested in reserve list cards win the people who held on to their cards since high school win the people who would like to start playing legacy today win the people who are playing legacy yesterday win legacy is being played legacy is growing no, people no, don't no. have to there's spend the money person... people are making money everybody wins vince there's one entity that doesn't win and that's wizards of the coast they will
1: see no even cut better this. but this is what will happen they'll see yeah. the cup they'll be like oh no what have we done okay Organized plays back on the menu, and the reserve list is gone as they start to like reprint reserve list, cards right? otherwise they can monetize it. That's right. the kind of thing that would happen, or, or they, they say, Organized
0: so, play, play is gone, and if you do proxying, we're gonna ban you, you know. Or there, whatever. There's always
1: a butterfly, there's always a butterfly that Wizards is chasing. <sighs> esports for a while now, collectibles. Right. And if they see like tournament circles coming up where people are like buying proxies, and stuff right? And it's like, on the secondary market and things they were like oh well better secret layer up those lion's eye diamonds then that'll be the next butterfly yeah like, you know it's just it's completely nonsense well in many
0: ways in many ways mm-hmm. secret layers were a response to them seeing how much people were spending to get their cards altered to get that uh, uh, sort of stuff done and they're like why don't we just sell them cards that look different and look wild yeah. and look fancy and have and have darth vader or rick and morty on it or whatever but that is another discussion Yeah, that's for another,
1: perhaps another episode. That is perhaps another episode.
0: I'm going to close out the section on organized play by saying that I have always felt organized play, while expensive and difficult to put on, is one of the best things for the game of Magic. It's what drives interest in the new set. It's what drives people down to play the game at local game stores. It's what drives a lot of content and articles. And even if you just play casual commander, Having that ecosystem thriving and chugging along and people being interested, it's all connected. And I think Watsi is looking at it in a very big way. Look, and I've made this illusion before. I could look at, well, I'll tell you the truth. I could look at dyes to removal and I could say, hey, dyes to removal is really expensive for me to make. Uh, When there isn't pandemic, I got to fly you out. Uh, I pay you for mm-hmm. your time. Uh, I have a sound editor because we we use more advanced stuff than my usual stuff, and so I have to pay them for sound editing on on that. Uh, and so, what the, the the episode brings in in revenue is is pale in comparison to what it costs to put on. And so I go, so why am I making the the show? Why make the show at all? And I think that that's a mistake because you go, well, wait a minute, what about the other shows you make that make far more than they cost to put on or that encourage people to go into Patreon and donate money and all that stuff. And so it's all part of this larger benefit. And it it makes, I feel, Losing money on producing dies to removal makes some of my other videos that make money perform better because of the energized community that comes here for the high quality of content. Same thing with yeah. when, like, I do a skit with cosplayers. I spend so much money to pay them for their time, effort, fly them out, all that stuff. I, uh, you know, uh, uh, and and it's like that. It makes a pizza. It's like a yeah,
1: it's like a, yeah, pizza or I'll just have like a lattice or like a, a patchwork right. quilt. Like I spent time today making a short or two for YouTube that make no money because you just monetize. Haven't popular yet, Right. But I know for a fact they will improve, like the not just engagement in the dirty, what sense to, of to the word. But my my Patreon users will like it, and the Discord will like it, and it, and it the strength of your channel
0: and the strength of yeah. your channel that it's not just it's not just oh Vince, all he does is the the these this one type of video, but there's this whole patchwork of things, and it all grows itself, and it's the and, and it's the same thing where it's like well why are we spending money when you go back to that meeting that I know they had this meeting where they said if if Our sales are bigger than ever and we didn't have organized play. Why should we spend the money on organized play? And the answer is because our sales are bigger than ever in many ways because of the lifetime of organized play where our products are selling great because we built this community. And by cutting off organized play, then in five years, our sales will not be that great because it's all faded down.
1: You've got to there's a reason that magic has always been so successful and resonate with people. And you probably can't put it down to any one thing. Perhaps it's setting, perhaps it's mechanics, but like right. it's strong organized play is definitely like we are saying, part of that like structure. It's part of the cohesive whole. To get to this point now, and I do believe it's people towards the upper end who are just making brash decisions chasing a butterfly, to get to this point now and just like can off stuff because it's not making explicitly X amount of money, or it's not observable how much money it's making you, or right. how much reach it's getting you. Right. That is so short-sighted and so ignorant to like the le- le- the legacy of a game that somehow has survived, considering most card games die out in a year, right? There's yeah. only like two, three, maybe four card games i have ever consisted like this, or even close to this. This is the biggest right. one or the longest one. Right. So to go in now, chase the butterfly, and just can off parts of its legacy, it's disrespectful to the players that are committed to it, because it's, li- it's a lifestyle hobby, right? But it's also just really short-sighted, and it really bad Bad business. So, and, and, and then you yeah. get to
0: Okay, so the next set coming out is Modern Horizons. And then you say, I'm going to say this. Why does anybody need Modern? There's no Modern mm-hmm. There's no Modern competitive play. Uh, there's no Modern events. Uh, uh, so it's Modern Horizons, and it's going to be one of the most expensive sets ever. Uh, it's looking like it's really going to be. They're pumping up the price on this, and people are going to buy it. But in that meeting, someone should say, wait, why is anybody buying Modern? Well, they want to get the fetch lands. Okay, but... The reason why we were screaming to reprint the fetchlands is because we wanted to go play Modern at events at our local game store with friends. And now, like, I I almost am going to say this, Vince, who the hell gives a damn about fetch lands? Because what do I need them for? I don't need them for commander. Yeah. And, and 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 it's just kind of like if you're not going to be doing modern events, if you're not going to be promoting modern, you're you're just gonna come out with these ridiculously overpriced packs that are trying to make modern rotate. Uh and then fetch it's like, who cares? And 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 now I'm gonna apply that in a general sense to a larger idea, which is that then it's gonna be secret layer, get these special things, and it's like Well, who cares, because there's nowhere to play the game. And if there's nowhere to play the game, they're like, oh, people play it at their kitchen table. You are right.
1: So there's this this, this phrase that gets thrown around called reprint equity and I find it very quickly for people who like who are in chat or watching the VOD and don't understand reprint equity being they can't, they've got a set amount of equity in staples that they use a little bit of for each set to lure in the masses, right? Yeah. If they put everything into one set, they diminish the equity heavily Yes. and that equity is built out of staples for formats. Now Commander definitely drives that and I think that's where their perspective is now is that they can just monetize Commander but of course other formats drive that too and what we've seen with arena and also the saturation of like booster product is that standard staples don't carry the value they once did because mm, who's playing standard and paper a lot of the time and there's just tons of stuff being opened because everyone's searching for the lottery cards right so older formats create that And i think there'll be a price memory element like some cards just never go down in value because people just perceive them to be too much and won't let them go for too little sure and fetchlands will have that but if we get to this point where like organized play and like competitive formats sort of die off, which I don't think they will. I think Grassroots will keep them alive. But you're right. They can't garnish any more of that equity except for with Commander. Right. But as we can see, we can see that in every set, right? The legendaries, the increased focus on legendaries yeah. and stuff. That is where they're going with it. That's what they're trying to do. And it's kind of working frustratingly. It'd be good if they were, you know, they stumbled and had to readjust. It's, it's working, kind of working
0: for now. But I believe that the reason why a lot of this is working is an aftershock. What Magic had built and and created for itself over those twenty five years was so powerful that they them doing these secret layers and them doing all of these specialty sets is, is just caught fire. But I believe that the fire caught because of a lot of the fuel that had been built up in the tanks. And I think it's going to burn out. And I'm going to end with this this per section as we move on to the next, with this sure. statement. And this will be a topic of our next dice to removal, I think. We did a dice to removal right when Commander was starting to show these signs. I think we were, people have made lists of all the things we predicted that were correct. And it's actually really impressive that we, 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 we saw a lot of uh, things correctly. And one of them was, yeah. Before a lot of other people, we said, we literally have an episode titled, Commander is the Future of Magic the Gathering. And that certainly came true, but now I'm going to say this. And yet, and I do, but Commander is the Future of Magic the Gathering. And yet, Magic the Gathering cannot survive on Commander alone. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Commander can be the big pond that everyone is in, but it can't just be Commander. It won't. Last, It won't work, and there's a host of reasons to that, but we'll save that for another episode, because as we were talking about Strixhaven, as we were talking about Draft, Limited, Magic Arena, something really weird happened, which is that they cut early access streamer event at the last Mm -hmm. minute without any planning, without any word, and uh, the future not just of organized play is being discussed, but the future of Magic the Gathering content creators and their relationship with Wizards of the Coast. This was one of the most popular programs going on. Uh, streamers from big-sized Audiences to just small, local, tight-knit community. You got 30 people in stream, stuff like that. Loved this event, and their audiences loved it. They could post tangible numbers that we could see. Magic the Gathering on Twitch went from, you know, right below Super Mario Brothers 3, where it's normally hovering, uh, uh, to, to being ac- actively watched by five times as many people. Everybody loved this event. Pack codes were given out. And then all of a sudden, literally at the last minute, they say, oh, by the way, we're not doing it too bad. Literally the last minute, by
1: the way. For you who haven't heard about the show, I, I did the video on
0: it. People yeah. took time off work. I thought your video was excellent. Uh, 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 so people can link to it in chat. Yeah. Uh, but but people took time off work to spend the day advertising for Wizards and of they, the Coast. And they
1: found out literally yeah. the evening before for some time zones, because this is a worldwide thing, yeah. the morning of for other people. I woke up to this. Yeah, I woke up to it. I yeah. was like, what? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and make no mistake, early access streamer, people taking a day off work to spend the day playing Magic Arena, that's them taking the day off work to advertise for Wizards of the mm-hmm. Coast. And make no mistake, mm-hmm. this is the fan base advertising and hyping up the product that Wizards of the Coast profits off of. And they went and said, nah, we're not doing it. Now never mind the callousness and cruelty to the, the streamers. Why do they not care? Remember, big so- something corporation. I
1: As you go into this, I want to make it abundantly clear, by the way. It's not just us, because I got this in my comments a bit. It's not just us being content creators complaining we didn't get something for free. Your day's early access. Like, for example, I don't think you streamed it.
0: I've never, I've never once. I don't do it. I don't, I would never would.
1: I took part quite often but i would stream yeah. a few hours and maybe make a video in this way i was more frustrated to see smaller content creators who, would try, who i know what they were doing very it's like, very been heartbreaking before, right yeah Yeah. They're, they're like oh this is the one day that i'd actually get numbers on twitch i'll get raided by because people would raid each other Then they'd raid each other and it's like the community was going around switch people would play against other creators and meet other creators and it'd start a networking thing viewers would check out other people's streams because they saw a cool deck like it was one of the best like collaborative experiences for the whole community to get yeah. involved with streaming and playing. So this is not just me saying I want my day of early access. That is not no. what we're doing here.
0: No. Uh, okay, so why? Why? So here's <laughs> the thing. Everything about this seems to be good for the company. So from a very broad basic perspective, uh their client, their game, their digital game, uh is is getting four times, five times the numbers it normally does. The community is getting engaged without view bots. Without well. view it's bots, real organic. It's organic. The yeah. stuff that counts. Like, you know, uh uh it's 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 people it's, who
1: can buy magic cards after the
0: fact, right? Like, ViewBots don't buy magic cards. I don't no know they if anyone's don't. noticed this. Yeah. Yeah. So so if they're gonna say we don't care about this, if they're gonna say we don't care about this, it doesn't serve. Serve us as, as well as what we're going to do instead. Then what are they going to do instead? And uh, you batted around, and I took picked up your ball and ran with it. Uh, shut up, PG. Uh, uh, is this idea of well, they're just going to sell early access to uh, you know mm-hmm. the the uh, uh, players because why have everybody watching Magic Arena when you could have everybody paying? Money to play Magic Arena, quote unquote, early. So just like we're seeing with the Secret layer subscription, they're going to say, "Hey, guess what? Uh, 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 Strixhaven releases this Friday. But if you'd like to play it on 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 Magic Arena one week before it releases on Magic Arena early, give us $199, and you can."
1: Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a, a new tier of mastery pass. Right. It'll be one of the tiers of the subscription service. It'll be really boring if we have a situation where people are doing that and others aren't and they don't have access to the cards if they're in the same queues. That'd be some bizarre. I mean, that sounds like something they wouldn't shouldn't do. They'll probably they keep. They'd probably keep
0: them. them like in their own little. I don't know. Thing. I, don't who know. Knows? I,
1: don't, I don't even know if a reader really can functionally do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, they probably don't have the programming for it. But the idea that they're just going to sell early access to everyone and they say, "Why are we letting streamers?" play early access just to get bigger views on Twitch when that isn't making us direct money. What would make us direct money is if we said to anyone, click this button, give us $100, and you can start then paying us money for the Strixhaven packs, and you'll be spending even more money, right? And so it's just like, well, we got to do that.
1: That's... But there is something so else I want to clear up and yeah. this is me telling people off at home a little bit so just bear with me people at home, I'm sorry for this but there is a sentiment that I can see where there are people who would definitely pay for this and I was seeing the people who were like, oh the streamers get a day's worth of competitive advantage oh, I'm God. like, no, because none of the points work towards the ladder the ladder means absolutely nothing anyway, we've all just talked yeah. about how organized play doesn't actually matter, and also everyone is just mucking about and having fun right. and getting their communities involved and playing meme decks that the communities are submitting, <laughs> so please if you're watching this at home thinking, oh what about the competitive advantages, There really isn't any. Okay, if you pay a hundred dollars to access the arena a day earlier than other people, you aren't getting a competitive advantage. Just what just I really want to
0: stress to our viewers at home is this too. You probably do not realize, and if you're the one who does, then pat yourself on the back, but a lot of people do not realize how profitable Arena is. It is gangbusters. It has changed the entire corporate direction and philosophy of the company of Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro. That's how much money it's making. And they literally go into a meeting and they say, all of these people are giving us dump trucks of money more than anything else. And we know for a fact that if we say to them, hey... We're going to let you give us dump trucks of money a week sooner if you give us just money that doesn't cost us, we don't have to produce anything. The cards are coded, they're on there. We're just going to flip the switch to let you play with them early. Hundred dollars, if even a fraction, a fraction of the people who play Arena do that, it's millions. If uh, If half the people who play Arena do it, it's billions.
1: I doubt as well so here's here's a thrown yeah. out prediction and this might be tinfoil. it's not listening to as hat. this is just how it is um, they will not be selling that as an individual item. I am almost certain it will be part of some sort of subscription. I'm surprised the Mastery Pass itself hasn't moved to a subscription model yet. Right. Because we've seen this in every other part of the video games industry, where everyone wants to move towards a paid for service, and we've right. too, because they want you to be on on, on the payroll, not on the payroll, um, uh, on the, oh, I don't know, have a standing order on your direct debit or whatever, so that you're <laughs> always paying and you have to cancel it yourself, you have to actively opt out, because that gives them some security and it makes them more likely to keep money Advertising you this yeah. is going to become a service we already have it in a way because you have to buy 100 or 200 dollars worth of packs each right. time a set comes out to even play the new decks but i that's my prediction i think we're going to see more subscription-based stuff ongoing both in arena and RL with the secret yes yes probably one of the benefits
0: so given we know this uh hasbro says we need to double our 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 profits uh from from magic coming in But we can only print so much, we can only make so much, so we need to find ways to get people to give us money for not actually doing anything, and by finding those ways, that's a huge success, that's called you get a raise at Hasbro, and you go, okay, cool, what if we have exclusive items that people would have bought anyway, but we charge them access to buy those items, we don't actually produce anything there but people just give us the money and profits go up and we can hit our goals. And then that's what you're gonna ask yourself the question, what are ways Hasbro can charge the player's money without directly giving them a product? And that's what you're gonna start to see more and more of wherever you can, wherever you can. Uh, And this is definitely one of those ways, but there's another reason why I feel they cut out the, the community creators and stuff is because you don't really matter to them they need Mr. Beast, and that's the other aspect of this. Yeah. So
1: before we before we get on to Mr. Beast, which is the next right.
0: inevitable elephant beast
1: in the room, beast right? in the room. But like the the so the content creator program that was involved, with the early access thing is a mess, and no one knows what's going on with that. The the Greenlight Fund, anyone remember that? They were they were offered they said they had like quarter million, half a million Magic's missing
0: million. Magic's missing million.
1: Where is it gone? Where is it gone? Anyway, so those things are all gone. I did email the creator team. So what happened was everyone got codes to give away, which I should give away, by the way. And I got less codes than some people for no apparent reason, other than perhaps being British or European. Uh-huh. So I emailed them back and said, Is it because I'm European? And that prompted them to respond, I think, because it looked like right. I was saying, is there a prejudice here? Their response was, I'm not going to say who it was, and the person who responded was ple- perfectly pleasant. I don't, I don't begrudge anyone in that team. So yeah, I that team gets to make these decisions. But their response was that something is coming for the creators. So just uh-huh. to bookend that, is that supposedly they're reinvigorating or changing that system? They don't have to rely on stream elements and all that sort of stuff. If you know anything about that, so there is something coming back to replace this. Supposedly, sure when. Where? What? We have absolutely no idea. And they can't give any information. And that's one of the frustrations. There's no transparency there. There's no even, this is a thing that was emailed to me. Why aren't they saying that publicly? They can see people are annoyed. Why do not they say publicly, we're going to do something. We just right. can't tell you what yet. Yeah. But I, yeah, that's bookending
0: that. I need to ask you a question, Vince. And I'm asking you this question as though you were a Hasbro executive. Okay. Uh, I am, Brian. It's my secret identity. How ah, you know? Yes. Uh, uh, Pleasant, Pleasant Kenobi and Tularean Community College, their audience is all established magic players. The people who Mm -hmm. watch them buy our game, buy our product, are addicted to our game, are addicted to our product. As angry as they get, they still keep buying it. Sales still keep increasing. So for all their bitching, they still keep buying the product and they watch those channels. Why should we spend effort to work with those channels how does that get us sales? Their audiences are already buying our product. Also, the creators are independent. In the case of Pleasant Kenobi and, and the Professor, so they're gonna uh, uh, bitch about us and and cause uh, egg on our face sometimes and call us that's out. That's what I on do. That's, that's how yeah. I make the
1: money, Brian. You right. Gotta...
0: So, so they're also very difficult to work with. There's a lot of them. There's a then when you start to talk about well, what about magic creators who are in that you know, low to mid range. There's that suddenly it explodes. There's a lot of them. They're all very unpredictable. They all have their own different unique brand and personality and things that drive them and they have different formats. It's a lot of work and effort. And again, I will stress to the board, all of their audience already buys our product, so why are we doing things with them when we can take the money that we would spend to do streamer events and community events and things with them, and we pool all that money together, and instead of getting 100 Magic the Gathering creators in a, in a big, cool thing, let's just get... A big creator who isn't in magic. A beast, magic. you might say. A beast of a creator whose audience might then get turned on to our product and come purchase our product. So so just to clarify, so as you move into this, it's not just Mr. Beast, right? No. There are
1: a load of random chess pros that have been tweeting a little bit about how they've they've been playing magic a bit. There is some political commentary. Um, Covert uh, Blue did a good video on this. Go watch it. He Excellent. Excellent. Go subscribe
0: yeah. to Covert. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 100%. He's a very good video. He talks about this. So there are other creators. And it makes sense. Oh, it does. On like a base level to get your brand out there and get articles into mainstream newspapers and magazines and things like that. And right. get um, uh, magic is now Turing solved. Get that into the science community. A black lotus is sold. or we better make sure. That, like It makes sense to get those things out into the wider community, sure. But we've right. already talked before how building a patchwork, building a community itself, building a cohesive product helps to keep the game alive. We've already yeah. talked about that. So there is definite reason. But I get why they would like to spend the money elsewhere. The problem is it doesn't have to be one or the other, right?
0: Well that's where we we uh definitely agree. I don't think it needs to be one or the other and I think it makes a lot of sense. Look, we've got somebody who's a big Starcraft player. We've got someone who's just a big personality. We've got someone who like I actually think when they got those rock bands to promote Kaldheim, that was really cool. A lot of their audience is is people who might not have really thought of Magic but got turned on to it with with those promotions. That all makes yeah. sense. I'm not I'm not like gatekeeping like, "Oh, that that's not a real Magic player." I agree. you know, like. Like, like like that, Mr. Beast isn't a real Magic so player. I think it, it makes players perfect is sense for
1: the game. The yeah, problem the
0: is, game. is that the mentality is: then why should we bother with people who are already creating content for our own players? It's 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 this all or nothing attitude, and they don't see the reason why you invest in the foundation of your community. Uh, uh and, and that's my problem. So when people have been asking me, what do I think of Mr. Beast? I'm like, makes a lot of sense. I actually think in a lot of ways it shows how cheap Wizards is because the prize is twenty-five thousand dollars, where Mr. Beast goes and tips, you know, a hundred grand for a cup of water. Mm-hmm. And so it's like obviously that's not his money being put up. No, and so Wizards no. of the Coast is like, Mr. Beast should come and give a giant prize. That's great. So, how about twenty five thousand so know, dollars? Wow, so wizards. The thing, right? Wow. So,
1: uh, f- full fun to I quite like Mr. beast.
0: Content recently, but yeah. I think his content is I like, awesome. I like him too. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, he's
1: a good guy. He did, a, he did an interview with Casey Neistat where he talked about like what his strategy was to get to yeah. where he was. And one of the things he said was when sponsors give him money, he just puts it back out there to people and to right. his own team and growing. So what right. he does is, if people don't know in Twitch chat... He 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 ubers a car and then gives the person the car at the end of it. Walking up to a Lamborghini at the end of the video. Right. He's he's a smart guy and he's giving money back to people. It's, it's lovely. Yeah. So what's happened here is that Wizards are obviously paying him more than fifty grand. He hasn't said, oh, "Okay, I'll just give that fifty grand back to uh, the, the Magic Unity." What's happened is they put four fifty grand for him to give away. Two lots of twenty five to two people who match against him on Arena at some time frame. Right. They're paying him behind the scenes. Then he is rightfully so taking that money back to go reinvest it in what he does with his own content and stuff like that. Yeah. So that that's what's actually happening here for people who aren't up to date on who he is and how he normally functions and stuff. And he's very public about that. Like I said, he did an interview with Casey Neistat.
0: yeah, it's it hilarious. It, it it's hilarious well, that well, nobody said, "Wait a minute, Mr. Beast is known for these outrageous things. It should be a million dollars. It should be a hundred is the
1: million? It could have been the greenlight fund. Yeah, it should have just been. Oh, two people are about to match against me, to get half of the greenlight fund. It should have just been said that. Yeah, half of the greenlight fund. Full stop.
0: It's uh. hilarious, absolutely hilarious but uh yeah I think that what a lot of if there's any magic content creators uh, uh watching this today my message to them would be expect wizards to be less interested in working with you because you are preaching to the addicted they don't need to they, they, they're gonna be nice and stuff and preview cards are one thing but like things like we're gonna like you're not gonna get your face on the billboards that wizards is yeah, putting out yeah. there
1: I think, but, but no one's asking for that though are they no no, no critters realistically asking for that so yeah all, all i've been publicly asking for it's not even for me because I'm, I'm lucky enough that i do this as my full-time job so i can tax deduct right. stuff it's part of my business i mean the smaller critters are starting out like um um Who was it? I can't remember who was saying it. They're saying on Twitter how they can't really even afford to get into Historic right now because of how expensive it is. And that pre-release event gave them time to record full access to all cards. And I feel sorry for those people. And it's just a small thing to give creators some access. Give just give creators a hundred wild cards. It costs you literally nothing to They're, do. It co- them it does cost
0: but it, but Vince, it does cost them because oh, creators they, no, are their lost customers. Money that they
1: aren't spending. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Why would so, we give
0: creators free wildcards when creators will spend their money on wildcards? Our creators aren't creators. Our creators are customers. Mr. Beast is our creator. And and yeah. that's the mentality. And, and that's what I, you're gonna say.
1: So I, I wanna clarify, because I think it's the thing we have to be super clear on is like I am super for them reaching outside oh, of. Yeah. Magic to promote Magic because new eyes and new players. The game is always healthy and good because the game is fantastic. I think to reach more people, hundred percent. My frustration is that they're doing that and they they're not doing anything at the moment. Hopefully they will do, but at the moment, to support especially smaller, upcoming creators who are trying their hardest just to engage with the game right. to get people hyped about the game. That's a bit that bugs me. And let's be real: if they were a small independent company, right? As we right. always joke that they are, sure. Using your money, uh, like finite amount of money, like loosely, uh, uh, concisely, sure. You, they made like, what was it a billion dollars almost last year. They can afford to throw out a bone to creators whilst also paying for Mister Beast no, and
0: no, 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 no. They got to they got to make two billion next year. Every loose end needs to be snipped. Every loose end needs yes, to be snipped. Yes. It's, it's
1: cost cutting because that helps them to reach the next goal, which is to double or, or triple or quadruple the profits and stuff.
0: And I'm going to and- end on a very dire comment here, which is that. They're not, it's going to work. They're going to make for a while. It'll work until it doesn't, but it's going to, it's going to work for now. And, and we're about to see, I think over the next couple of years is, is that all that fuel and goodwill and community that a quarter of a century built up is going to get burnt up into money. Uh, the sales are going to continue to skyrocket. The um, money is going to continue and interest is going to continue going to people outside of magic. Uh, and and the emphasis is going to be on Commander and digital, and then we'll see what happens when suddenly they they make Modern Horizons four, and nobody buys it because nobody gives a damn about Modern. And they also just had Ultimate Masters three, and 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 Time Spiral. Well, not Time Spiral, and Urza's Saga remat. Well, not that one. Those reserve Reserveless Guards. It'd be Kaldeheim Cal- remastered. Call Cal- time remastered. Can't do a remastered set when there's only one set in the block that's another well, no, we've topic. already,
1: already had we've already had return to caldheim oh okay
0: return to caldheim wow exciting yeah. i'll give i'll Kaldheim
1: give allegiance caldheim right
0: I'll, I'll give 25 grand to anyone who can name all 10 of the caldheim realms from memory and what their colors and and characteristics are it I'm can't that, be done there
1: will be one caldheim superfan out there somewhere um the, on, on a more positive note as we yes. end out here is that if this happens and is successful, it means that magic survives. Um, right. Obviously, it transitions and it changes. So that's good for all of us who are heavily invested in magic, both you at home watching this, who loves playing magic and listening to us talk about magic, and us who like to talk about magic because it's weirdly become our job somehow. But something that excites me for the future is the idea that perhaps one day the old guard will leave to go retire or take some sort of advisory job for some sort of financial company or some pharmaceutical company somewhere. And the young, fresh upstarts Yes. You love magic for what it is, but also do you want to turn a profit and keep magic successful? They will take over and then Maybe yeah. things will be better when sure. they remember the good old days of modern legacy. You never know. Brian. What they're like, going to do doesn't... is
0: then when the profit, then they get rid of the reserve list because they can't sell anything else. And so they get rid of the reserve list and they do vintage masters and they sell that and they get their money and then they unload the, the dead carcass of wizards of the coast to Asmundi. and Asmondi buys wizards of the coast and actually decides to make a game instead of a Who collector's. <laughs> Who's
1: Asmondi? Is that, is that like an evil demon?
0: Yes, that's an evil demon. That's an evil demon.